To me, my podcast listeners, welcome to the 31st episode of the Dom of X. I am your host, it's once again Dom Torres, uh, the, the guy behind the mic, and at my side, the one and only Dylan Gray. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, what's going on, bro? Just uh, enjoying my Saturday, you know? It's, 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 it's too boring, no? There's, there's nothing big or exciting or no? I'm just... <laughs> No, I'm, just, I'm super actually exhausted. I, I've been doing a lot of stuff like with my streams and stuff as of late. You know, I had a, a game show night that we run on Friday nights where we have three different game shows. And uh, today we launched our our biggest, the, probably the most com- complex thing I've ever done. It's It was a soap opera, a choose-your-own-adventure soap opera. Uh, it was really crazy and difficult. But like, like if you could see my notebook, it looks like the scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Pepe Silvia everywhere. That's literally what my notebook looks like. It's a, it's a complete mess. But uh, it was, it was actually really fun, and uh, the fans really liked it too. So that's cool. That's awesome to hear. And uh, again, if you guys want to go check it out, uh, Mr. Dylan Gray is his livid for all of his streams. Now, before we get in, I have two things to talk about. One is a short story and one is an announcement. Let's get to the announcement first. The Hellfire Gala coming this June. Jerry Duggan, Pepe Larraz are teaming up for a one-shot called Planet Size X-Men. And on the cover are Jean Grey, Magneto, Storm, and Iceman all on this floating Martian-like rock X. And I have no idea what's going to... Asteroid... It's just a giant X is what you're saying. It's just a giant X is what you're saying. They're Martian... It's Martian land. It's like... It's like the... It's like... You know the red... uh, Red dirt you see on Mars? That is the... That is the... That is is the soil of these rocks. Like that... That's the... I don't know what you call it. But anyways, yes. They're all on a giant X. All Omega level mutants... I can't wait. I can't wait to see what, what Jerry and Pepe and Jonathan Hickman and all the rest of the crew are going to be doing for, for the gala. That's going to be a wild event. And Totally, totally. I, I, I'm, I'm keeping in the dark about everything. Like You are telling me the little snippets I need to hear, but I, I want to be completely... No, I don't. Yeah, no one knows you know, what's going to happen in, in this thing anyways. This, uh, every, Hickman is keeping everyone in on the dark, which I'd argue is how it should be anyways, because... The less we know, the more we theorize, the more we talk about it, and hey, it's it's just harder to predict something you can't predict. Like if you are in a dark room, and there's nothing, because how are you supposed to know what's in that dark room if you don't have a flashlight? He's not giving us a flashlight, so we'll I'll take what I can get. Um, this <laughs> the second the second one is that. So there's this game called Mafia. If you if you have, I think I've told you this before, but if you guys haven't played it, it's essentially like a party role game where like you have a bunch of friends and a bunch of people uh, who play with you, and pretty much it, like there's a town and there's a mafia, and there are different roles. But the goal of the game is for the town to make sure that the mafia doesn't overtake and kill everyone, right? Guess that's the whole point of the game. Now, I moderated the game as Skyclops, everyone's favorite X-Man, including Dylan's. I don't, I don't care what he says. He's his favorite X-Man. Um, wow. Wow. Not canon. <laughs> Not canon. <laughs> but on, on one tribute, uh, one of my best friends online, he decided to be my 
man, this is this has happened for two straight games. Uh, he played as Emma Frost as a moderator. We both moderated the game, and in this game, one of the events during the day phases of Mafia was that we got we got married like in game. So Cyclops <laughs> and Emma and the White Queen got married, and it was like. I don't even know how to describe it because I was just having so much fun. We were voice chatting and I was just like, people people wrote our vows and I read it and... Oh my god, this is hilarious. And so I'm sitting here like, I don't ship the two, but for like, because I, I love my friend I and I, and it was just it, the whole atmosphere. I just had fun. I, I didn't, I, and so that, that part to me is like, I don't know. I'm happy for my friend. I'm happy for myself. I had fun with the game, and there would there there I would change nothing about the that was so much fun. Um, and so yeah, Cyclops got married to Emma Frost in my weird Earth whatever timeline, and I'll I guess I'll take that. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, anyway, so there's there's my a uh, bit of the story, but Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan has recommended a pretty short book filled with a bunch of one shots in between. Uh, this was yes. this book was released back in 2019, so 2018, 2019, literally just before uh, Head of X, Jonathan Hickman said, "You know what? We're canceling all the X books and we're doing my thing now." This was before those times, and so in those times, we're going to be uh, talking about X Men Black. It's uh, collected in this one giant trade paperback with Emma Frost on the cover uh and the art uh, the writing art team you get Chris Claremont comes back to the X-Men Zach Thompson Lonnie Nadler doing the yes some Claremont writing Magneto can we just say that for just one second Claremont coming back to write some Magneto ah so good it's pretty impressive it's pretty impressive and now that we'll talk we'll get to that in a second we got but yeah, we have Lottie Nadler, Zach Thompson, Scott Ackerman, Shauna McGuire, Robbie Thompson, one of my favorites, Leah Williams, who is currently writing X Factor, which you guys should all check out, and also check out our podcast that we covered on that. Uh, and then for the art, we got Chris Pachalo uh, coming back as well, Dalaberto Jalik, Nick Bradshaw, Geraldo Bordes, Andre Lima Arajo, Sean Crystal, uh, for, of course, the pencils and the inks on this book. So, let's start simple. Or I guess not simple because this man is not simple at all, even though most of his motivations have been pretty straightforward. The one and only Magneto, Eric Lencher, whatever you want to call him, the master of magnetism. Again, Claremont coming back to write this one character. So Dylan, where do you want to start? So I love... I. First of all, Claremont writing this, like, was perfect. Like, he came back, dusted off his old Magneto chops, and just killed it. Uh, it's a great story where Magneto is, like, put in a situation where he needs to be, like, a mentor to somebody, to, to this girl that's a, a waitress in the middle of nowhere, you know, and just trying to find her way, like, in the world and see where she, she's supposed to be. And, uh, you know, he's up to his old tricks. He's got things that he's got planned that he's doing, but... He's just trying to talk to the youth and, <laughs> and try to make it better. It was, it was a good kind of teaching moment, if I may, for Magneto kind of thing. I, I like him as that, you know. Don't get me wrong. Hickman, Bragnito, psh, that's the best. I mean, no one no one has written a better Magneto than him. But this was a nice kind of character development kind of moment where we get to see a different side of Magneto than we normally do, you know. I really... The more caring, the more 
the more uh, hum, hum, the more human, if I may, side. You know, I really love that Magneto shows a bit of his old school tendencies. I like the subtlety where he's like when he's talking with Kate, he's he's not using a computer, he's not using some sort of like weird telepathic uh whatever you want like like magnetic yeah yeah magneto's not a telepath what am i saying he's not using any of like the cerebro stuff or any of that technological bs like he's not using a cell phone i like the fact that he's using a notepad he's using a pen it's like why why are you like because she's asking and this is what i like and this speaks to me so much as a person who reads comic books uh, not usually not by uh, digital services from like Comixology or whatnot. Magneto's reading his stuff with the with the actual ink, like like there's paper, there's there's pages, there's pages in the paper. Like he is old school. He's he's doing he's playing it by the regular book. He's and I like that. You know I I appreciate that. And like if Magneto wasn't you know, all about doing his regular shtick. I think he'd be one of the coolest 60, 70 year old grandpas that you you see at a comic book store talking about. I remember when I was your age, I remember when Stan Lee was writing Fantastic Four and all of that. Like, that's what this feels like to me. And it's really, it's really cool. I like the, I like the touch that he's adding into this. Definitely, definitely. And then at the same time, we still get some badassery done by Magneto. You know, we get to see his his hideout on Asteroid M. We get to see him, uh, you know, met, fighting some Sentinels and some anti-mutant government officials. It's it's everything you want in the Magneto story. Uh, they even bring up, like, his, his time in the Holocaust and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, hands down, a probably the most solid one-shot of Magneto that you could ask for, like, through and through. I really like the... You know what this reminded me of, Dylan? This reminded me of that that scene in First Class. Not in the same way, obviously, because there's another person with Eric in, in I guess, this bar. But you have a whole bunch of other people asking, hey, like, are you a foreigner? Are you Are you not from here? And all of that, it's like, wow, you look really good for a 70-year-old. Is something wrong with you? And, and pretty much, I don't know. It just reminds me of that, that time when Magneto was being asked, like, hey, like, you know, like, I was I was in a Holocaust camp, and, and, and he pours out, like, oh, like, the identification. So, so that, that, to me, uh, was a really, I don't know, it just made me throw back to that one scene in first class. What I loved about this part, because I always I always have to hearken it back, is the glob stuff. It reminds me of New Mutants twelve. Like if you were, like with the the Brisson issue, if you remember where Glob attacked the uh, the home of or the bigoted news report site, and Magic was talking to Glob, and Glob's over here talking about you know I don't fit in, you know like people look at me, I can't fit in. Um, and the 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 date with Mojo, this was just good on just like some like a a level where like you understand where both characters are sort of coming from, um, at like oh like we met here we met there, and 
and they're talking about like okay are you we and you have mojo talking about his old love story and then you have glob talking over about like hey you know it ain't easy for us dudes who are traditionally handsome and like you look at glob and he's this this big pink mess and you have mojo who is this how do you even describe Mojo? I don't even. I, I just call, I would him, call him a like he's mo- cybernetic blob. Is what I would call Mojo. Uh, he, he's just like he's he's big. He's fat. He's got those those spider leg chair. He doesn't even have his feet are like completely like inside of him because of all the fat that he has. He his hair is doesn't even have hair. It's all electronics. He doesn't blink. He he's a he's a he's a crazy person. And then you got Glob, who's who you could see his it's. Glob, he's a glob, he's a glob of a of a of a being. You know what I mean? <laughs> and to think, and and I have to right off the bat, like when I w- went and got this book at first place, I was excited because I like Mojo. Mojo's a crazy psychopathic, like just angry, evil person. So I, I'm 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 here for this, right? Here's the problem, though. <laughs> it was a comedy, and you know what? I thought didn't think I was going to like it when I first started reading it, but as it went on, I realized, okay, this is good. This is a fun story. This is like, okay, is this hard canon? Is this is this life-changing character development? No, this is just fun. This is a fun story with two characters that you never would think get together, like Glob and, and um, Mojo, and they do. They get together, and it's hilarity. And not just them, too. A couple other people pop up, don't they? They do. Before that, though, I have one. I have one quick question about Mojo. How do you think he digests? Like, his, do you think he has like a digestive system similar to ours? Because he's drinking, he's drinking like coffee, I guess, over here with Glob. But how does his body process that? Um, like, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there is some sort of makeup on him and his people from his dimension, but I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm, I I don't even know where to begin with that, <laughs> but he definitely he definitely has some sort of digestive system. Otherwise, I guess it's just literally just going through him, and then just like in maybe that's what powers. There you go. That's what powers his his suit, his his uh his chair, uh, his spider leg chair is is his feces. That's that's what it is. There you go. Boom. Cannon. That's that's kind of disturbing. Yeah. It may not well, be hard everything canon. about Mojo is disturbing. It may not be hard canon, but it's definitely Dom Dom of X canon. We'll say that. Dom of X canon, that's how we're going to do it. All right. I guess that's fair. Like okay, but on the on the subject, people who show up, my favorite Claude mutant, Laura Kinney, who is now the Wolverine or currently is x-23 because i guess marvel forgot she was wolverine for like three years anyways she shows up she's over here with rock slide and and throwing up it, it's it, it's so weird because i just again i moderated a game where a player played rock slide i like team ups like this and they're fighting this big i i, I legitimately didn't know that they were going to be fighting a sentinel like i guess i'm sort of past those days where sentinels are like it's it's your standard formulaic sentinels here to destroy mutant kind sort of storyline because that's that's happened you know a billion times in this universe but i'm not complaining it was well done i thought it was decently done and it was it was fun yeah you have some interesting kind of buddy comedy going on 
uh, from uns unsuspecting, like, kind of odd couple that ends up being a, a lot similar than you think. And then some action fighting Sentinels with, with some X-23 being thrown and and a, a very funny uh, comedic moment that I'm not going to spoil for you uh, that happens in there. Uh, fight. So it, it was all around solid story, great addition. Although I was hoping for something dark and demented and and crazy and psychopathic when dealing with Mojo, but this this was a nice nice change and uh, different Don't different you... change of pace from the very serious, uh, deep meditative uh, Magneto story that was right before that. <laughs> do you do you think that? Now I keep thinking about like Mojo and X Factor and what twist Hickman will have upcoming in there because I think if you remember the incoming like four story or four page story, there like Mojo there was like being all hidden and secretive. He's got like this and his his TV stuff is weird. I don't know how the guy does it, but anyways, like I love the I don't know, dude. I don't even know how to explain it. I liked. I like the fight scene. I thought it was decent. I thought that was cool. I, I want to just destroy the Sentinel for, for saying that Laura Kinney is stupid. I, I really do. Because it's like, that just hurt my soul. It hurt my soul when the Sentinel said that. And I was like, you can't do this to, to, to my girl. You can't do this to one of my faves. And so, besides that, decently done. Well well done, Mojo Story, for the, for the most part. And... I guess yeah, and I'm waiting to see what happens with him in X Factor and, and the Hickman saga as that line trends and continues. Definitely, definitely. I can only imagine what Hickman's gonna really get going. I loved, loved the live streaming stuff. You know, we talked about that in the X Factor podcast. So uh, I definitely <laughs> that'd be a dream job right now. Like, hey, could I just write like a issue of just Mojo and his live streaming thing? That'd be great. <laughs> I think I, I think I got the chops. And, and I got the chops. Just that. Does a, yeah. <laughs> oh, you do, you do. Like, just have a one shot. Like, have an X Factor annual. You write it. Uh, someone pencil it, and it's just literally Mojo doing a whole bunch of live streams on Twitch and and YouTube and live it and whatever. It may. That would be fun. Um, because I was expecting some more, like, I guess fourth wall breaking. That's I think that's the one thing I I expected from the story that it didn't because you see Mojo in, in like the real world and I usually just don't expect him fighting Sentinels I usually expect him pulling in a bunch of X Men into his Mojo world and having them fight whatever obstacles that he does so in a different way the story was cool it was it was just different again from what I because I I was literally expecting Mojo after like he had the date with Glob. Bring Glob in, have Glob fight a whole bunch of like Sentinels or bad guys or whatever, and he's like, "Oh no, I did this." And no, it was a different, it was a different sort of Mojo story, and that's something I can, I think I can appreciate about this. Definitely, definitely, uh, thumbs up, two thumbs up with that one, you know. Spe speaking of two thumbs up, I better see you guys give two thumbs up. To every single one of the creators over at the Granky Gathering, I'm going to tell you about one of those podcasts that we have over there. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think I can say welcome back because 
because I, I think I can. Anyways, welcome back to welcome back the Dom of X. Dom of motherfucking D- X. Dylan welcome can sing. back. Do, do, do. That that need there we we need a theme song like I, I already know we have like the half theme song we have the intro and outro mm-hmm. but like oh I, don't know. I already got it right here but you anyways, ready you ready here it that, is it's premiering right here right now the official theme song for Dom of X dum 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 of X dum 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 of X Boom. Alright. I like it. That was one tastic singing Dylan. One-tastic. Let me just say that. Used correctly he's, on he's something over. for Dom of X. I love this. One tastic, guys. We need that printed on a t shirt with like No, I want man, if we get there, I want my I want an Emma drawing. And she's holding up like one tastic on her hand, and I'd buy it. In a, I'd rock it out in a heartbeat. But anyways, that's not our point, guys. Our point was to talk about the X Men Black stories and to continue the trend or the trend thread, whatever you want to call it, of the Dom of X covering the X Men Black. The next one shot is a character. <laughs> I still don't know how I care. I how I keep. Alright, how I didn't, like, know this, or didn't put, like, one and one together. But Mystique has, is the next character who has a one-shot for X-Men Black. I, I, I still don't know how I, how I didn't know that she was Nightcrawler's mother. I, well, I couldn't put yeah, two and I, two together. I'm pretty, so, like, I'm pretty I, sure that's just, um, that's just canon on... Oh, it's 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 not it's a canon that's been retconned and and twisted around a million times. I don't think properly right now in Hickman era he's there. No, no, they are. No. Oh, they no, are. No, they actually. are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Has been always. Well, been. right off the bat, can I just say, I, I I think chicks with blue skin are hot. All right, there. I said it. And, and maybe, do you, maybe do you like might... milfs, Dylan? I'm, I'm saying what? Do you like milfs? milfs? We're talking about blue skin. What does milfs have to do with anything? Because Mystique is a milf. Mystique is see. Here's the thing about Mystique. Mystique is whatever you want her to be. All right, let's be real. She's a shapeshifter, and the way that the shapeshifting that she uses in this issue is so freaking diabolical, man. I have to say, this was like. Nothing I've ever seen before. She's literally like it's like she's playing a game. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's an art form she's really turned it into. I can say this as someone who has can I say it? I've role played as Mystique before. It was very fun. I will say that you can switch into whomever character you want to. And as long as people don't get your shtick, you are all good. So, like, Mystique can be Rogue, Mystique can be Nightcrawler, Mystique can be Cyclops. She can be your next-door neighbor if she wanted to. I love her power and just, like, she doesn't have the straightest morals in the world. But I love her in the fact that she can twist and manipulate anything to her advantage to the point where 
you you sort of like how do you be her and that's that's what i that's and and not to still stool away from the story but it's it's something that i'm hecka prepared for i can't wait to see what hickman does with mystique and and destiny in in his x-men run i'm stoked to see what they do with that but in this story alone i have just been like slay like you can't stop her. She's so fun. She's so fun to read. No one's better at her job. Like, if you ask someone to do a stealth mission, there is no one better at their job than Raven Darkholm. I'm sorry. There, there's just nobody. That's true. That's true. Like, and, and, and it's not even, like, the fact that she could shapeshift and she's smart and wise because God knows how old she really is. Um, but she can also whoop ass. Like, she's very, she's a very well-trained martial artist and I believe it's canon that she has different martial arts under her belt that way she can when she's being different people she's literally fighting as different people and stuff you know yeah it's it's crazy because like you you look at her and and she's crackalacking and it's like she gonna be a senator this time do i need to impersonate a rich rich guy do i need to act like a poor person to get it so it's like it's like whatever situation you need her for she's literally perfect in all of that which is why cyclops chose her on his team to break into orcus again like you said it's an art form it's how you do it and in the in the terms of execution there's just i don't know there's just no one better again than than mystique like you look at the story and you're like okay uh, I need to go in this hotel. I need to go in the store. Who do I need to be at this point? And you learn, like, that's her character. She knows how to beat you at all of these different stages and levels. And once you realize it, it's like, oh, oh, too late. Rip me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm, I really don't even want to talk much about the story because giving a, a little bit of what she, how she uses it is kind of like ruins the whole story. So guys, really sit this one, or don't sit out on this one, all right? This is a really good one-shot, solid story. Um, this one I give three thumbs up, if I'm being honest. Like, I wish I had an extra hand to give it a, a third one up. Like, this is the probably the coolest one shot mystiques <clears throat> it's by far the best mystique content i've read hands down i love i love the part where she breaks in and <laughs> she she goes in she clicks and clacks as she's you know trying to get into this this room and <laughs> All of the everyone's got their hands up, their arms up, their guns up, and it's like, yeah, let's let's stop. Like it, this is totally a bad person, and then she just wrecks the whole entire room. But like she says, the show goes on. You can't stop her. No one can stop her. Why would you be able to stop her? You just can't, dude. Yeah. I, I I hearken it back to like those those like animated series episodes. Where, like, she's working with Magneto, she's working by herself, and you think, like, she's, like, you think this one person is this one person, but then you realize, oh, it's Mystique. And again, like, once you realize that it, she actually is someone bad, it's way too late to just overturn it. And, again, I, I just don't know how to explain it besides, I love her, yeah, I love her, 
And in the time that I got to roleplay as Mystique, I have just adored her character more and more just because of what she can do. She is incredibly badass. And those are the types of characters I, I sometimes toward t- like tend to enjoy. So I like it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and then like, yeah, you, you kind of see that. I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel like she feels any kind of remorse for the shit she does? Or do you think like she's so past remorse? Would she? She has no more. She's okay. mystique. She has no morals. Like if she... Yeah. Because I, I think, like, if you, she, if she, want, honestly, this is, and this is the way that I read it from Hickman. I think the one person she cares most about in this world is, is Destiny. And I'm actually glad, and I don't know, I can't remember if we talked about this during the first uh, X-Men episode, but I really love that Hickman has acknowledged that they're married, that they both love each other. And I'd like it if, you know, Hickman also confirmed that she was bisexual because I think it works within her character. But more so in the fact that, like, she just wants to be with her wife. I don't think that she really has care for anything else. Like, she'll she'll do what she needs to do in order to lay out that one message. So, like, if she does something to someone, if it works out for her, why would she care? Like, oh, like, I killed or I, you know, maimed a couple of people. If it works for her, it works for her. Right, that you know, that's that, and that's I think the whole point of like what why I think Mystique is one of more of those ambiguous sort of characters. Like she can work for you if she works for you, she works for you. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She's sly, she, but she wants she she does what she wants to do because it's in her willpower to do it. And that's I think her character. She wants to go out there and just just be just her, be her, and, and be that. I like it. strong independent woman that she is like by definition and speaking of strong bro how about uh the most unsmoke unstoppable strength of uh our next issue here motherfucking juggernaut though juggernaut got his own issue what i can't believe it i it's weird because I, I actually do want to read the Juggernaut miniseries that I think it was Fabian Nis, Nisieza. I don't know how to say his last name. I need to, I need to look it up because he is one of the more influential X Men creators of our time. But Juggernaut Jugsy, good old Jugsy, the half brother of Charles Xavier, who is not welcome on Krakoa at the moment. I see again like the, the limited knowledge that I have of him. I know that again he's Charles Xavier's half brother. He's this big, huge, warmly dude with these big step muscles. Brother. Can't Not get him because brother, stepbrother. 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 No, I'm sure it's stepbrother. No 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 no. I can I think I can It's one hundred percent check it right now. I think hold on, we're pausing the podcast so that he can Google you Googleize this right now. Stepbrother I am looking this up. He's look. We're looking. We're checking. We're going to the tape. Yeah. Oh, he is, yeah. He is stepbrother. Oh, I'm sorry. He's right. Boom. He's right. Count it. If, He's right. If we're on YouTube with this. Count it. I want to counter. Dylan was right. Boom. Count it. Ding. There I got. Gave you the sound bite right there for that. Ding. In fact, I just gave me twice. Just give me two points there. All right. <laughs> He's like, I hate you right now. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you five. All right. I'll give you five points. All right. Or five points. Five points to Hufflepuff. Okay, so, because, because, uh, 
I didn't know. I also didn't expect that like it'd be a like a weird flashback sort of issue to like the '60s where the X Men were still in like their regular costumes. So you still had Xavier in like this like old wheelchair while everyone else was wearing their like regular uniforms. And you can't hit him, right? You can't hit Juggernaut because he's got the head protection. And then he's strong as heck because he's a Juggernaut. Like, no one can stop me. Um, I didn't expect this sort of... Again, I just... I'm I'm reading, like, these one-shots. Or, like, I'm looking at them. And Juggernaut is such a weird character to me because he just tries to rummage through as much as possible. Like, he's the, he's the definition of marvel's like wild crane like it's it's the crane in the construction site that doesn't work and keeps wrecking stuff because like you can't control it that's what juggernaut is like he's fighting Sidorak, he's fighting the x-men and he's not really it's so weird fighting the x-men he's fighting a a projection of the x-men by cesarex uh am i saying that right cesarex yeah exactly yeah yeah. but him come on it was it was dope. He he's fighting the the being that gives him the power, the chaotic power that is the juggernaut. I mean, that's something that's never been done and I love it when things like that happen. You know what I mean? I've like juggernaut at some point should have have to face him. You know, he's using his power. He's literally his his uh avatar for destruction on the earthly plane. So, what why aren't they going to meet? He's he's obviously got to continue to prove himself and that's what this was. You know what I'm saying? Proving himself to to the the dark elder god of chaos exactly and so you you have this like this weird story with again like he's fighting like these weird peeps um hey man this guy i don't know i look at i look at him and i see a person who just hates charles xavier who just hates the x-men just wants him to die and hey like (sighs) man it's it's so weird because like that last page was weird, but I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the weird mind games it played on you. I enjoyed the just the overall rage that that Juggernaut I think has because it's just who I think part of who he is as a um as a character. Um, I I don't know how else to describe. Like you got you got people screaming, and then you have have him throwing a bunch of heads and doing his own stuff um and like all good juggernaut stories you have to have introspection of like his relationship with himself with his family with how he sees the world you know it, it you can have sure it's easy to write a juggernaut story if you're just gonna have him be the bad guy and just run in and break stuff but when he's the main character you got to dive deep into his psyche otherwise you're just making a, a being that's going to destroy stuff you know Which is what he is for the most part, but yeah, I I I I like the depth. I like the interesting stuff that he had like side along because he's not just I want to destroy the Xavier's, uh, the Zay, the school for gifted individuals. It's like oh no, like he's doing stuff, and that's something I can appreciate about this Juggernaut story. And I hope it's something you guys appreciate about it too when you all read it. Now I can tell you something else that you can appreciate. You will appreciate going over to the Grand Geek Gathering. I would talk about this one podcast that we got on track. And yeah, we'll be right back after these messages. Alright guys, welcome back to the Vaulted Dom of X where we are going to talk about the last two stories. One of them which I absolutely loved even though I do not like her character. 
which is... I, I, I would like to start this section of the podcast to say that Dom's first review to me off podcast was, my favorite story was the one with Emma Frost. That's what he said. Isn't that right, Dom? I can't... I, I actually said oh, this. Now that we're on the record. I said this on yes. track. We're on the record. This was this was my favorite one shot in in the the X Men Black Collection. I have no idea if it was the Chris Bachalo art because I do love Bachalo stuff. Um, I, I like Rogue, but I thought this was really cute. I thought this was a really cute story, uh, and I uh, I like it. So you know what. I'll commend Leia Wilms for this because she is doing a great job on X Factor. I'm yes. loving her stuff right there, right now, over in that book. Killing it. And I, and even though it was a little bit wordy, Leia Wilms's comics sort of tend to be a little bit wordy at some points. I just loved this story. Like you got, like you got people trying to like shoot her down, and she's like, "No, I can turn into diamond." They're idiots. And you got this one big fool, and, and she's a telepath. She she can literally move people if she needs to. So 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 they're thrown out the window. She's going over here doing some stealth work all by herself, and she's just like, yeah, it's all good. I loved it. This was some great. There were great. There was great subtlety in this comic. There there was there were some good upbeat character moments between like her and Rogue, her and Wolverine, her and others. Like I. I am just shocked that I love this comic. It's really good. And this might... I, I might might not have the more of an appreciation for her after I got to roleplay a relationship where, like, my character in a game was, you know, married to right. her. But I'm liking her more and more as this rolls along. So, like, good job, Leia. Good stuff. I liked it. Yeah. For real, for real. Really awesome. We get to see some Sebastian Shaw getting his ass whooped. We get to see her manipulating the X-Men. Everything that you want to see from an Emma Frost story. Very, was very happy. Ass whooping, telepathing, boom. I mean, there's nothing else to really say. It, it's a solid story through and through. Yeah, I, I liked how she, she brought down Wolverine and then just changes her outfit the as the the black king and, and all it's just so cool so i enjoyed the wolverine stomp i enjoyed all of this like this whole shtick and nonsense of all this and 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 putting on the the clothes the accessories the travel the sparkles it's great emma stuff i this is definitely my favorite i will 100 percent recommend this issue to anyone who does read it? I really enjoyed it. We need more like we need more content like this. I, I why am I so much in love with this Emma story? This is, I feel like this is criminal for it my is. part. It is. It totally seems off character, but you I knew I knew you were gonna like it though. That's the funny thing. That's why I didn't even like try to tell you much about it. Cause I knew you would be pleasantly surprised. Cause it's it's solid. It's solid and it shows her at her at her finest. You know, I mean her finest is always going to be at the side of Cyclops, but that's a whole nother thing. But I'm sure that our listeners are going to be really happy uh, and refreshed uh, that you found something that you actually like about Emma Frost. And I, I, I have to applaud you on your maturity, Dominic, through this through this whole podcast adventure that we've had. 
And I wish you guys could see the face that he just made. It looked like I literally just farted and just wafted it in his face. That's that's the face he just made. <laughs> I I don't know how to describe it. But anyways, I <clears throat> I want to not like it, but I like it right. so much. I'm so conflicted. I really I I can't. It's so good. I like Okay, how do I even explain it? Like you have Wolverine, he's trying to like get after her, but he can't. Okay, I no no one can touch Emma. I like that. Yep. I appreciated that. This was a good story. This was so good on so many levels. I <laughs> I, I what's happening right? to me? Is this is this character development for Dom? Is this is this what this is? Is this what this is, Dylan? This is this is yeah, this is um, this is character growth. I now you're gonna go back and read Astonishing X Men in a completely different light. Is 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 there a light, Dylan? Is there? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But I mean, can yeah. you at least say that you're okay. happy that you got to see Sebastian Shaw get beat up? I was really happy. Look- I was really, really happy with this. Maybe I had no expectation, right? I had no expectation for this. Um, that could help. That could help for this. Because yeah, yeah, when you set yourself up for failure, it's it's the it's the stinkiest thing in the world. But hey, like this stuff happens. Um, but anyways, again, I, good story. Go go check it out, guys. I I I think I'm done rambling over this uh, this X-Men or this. I don't even know how you describe it. these these one shots. You get you get what I'm saying. Now the final character we talked that we're going to talk about, and this is weird because I think everything from this, um. I don't know how you describe it. Apocalypse is a weird character. I know that he's been retcon a billion times. A billion um, and one, I believe, is the account right now. Because of Hickman run. Right, exactly. So, Apocalypse is no longer, I guess, Egyptian. He's from, he, He's been as old as Krakoa or near it. He's he's been an immortal being. He's 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 weird. I I I don't ask me how these things work, guys. Even though that's my my job on this pod. But anyways, <laughs> I'm reading the story. <laughs> I'm I'm reading the story and I'm looking at like I I remember reading like the second part and he's like this gray guy, like he's literally this gray guy and he's he's fighting these like weird insectoids, and I'm asking myself how do I respond to this because the apocalypse that I'm reading from the Hickman X Men stuff is is what I don't know how you describe it he's like in, like how do I like he's he's gray he's he's like in undies apocalypse is wearing like undies in this comic book okay. I don't know how to respond so tell to you how I, I respond can you explain let me, let me tell you how I responded to it because the, once again once again the the youngins the young nerds are getting to deal with well-developed characters like decades after they've been around. When we had to suffer through the retcons and reboots and the straight-up people had no idea what to do 
with Apocalypse, okay? No one knew, understood his powers. It was just such nonsense. At one point, he was considered to have all mutant powers, and he can get people's powers, and this and that, and then sometimes, and then, oh, he's just a shapeshifter, but oh, he's also a robot. But yeah, he shapeshifts because he's a robot. It, it, none of it made sense. It's always been a bunch of nonsense, okay? So, reading this for me was just like, okay, cool, another, another version of Apocalypse I'm gonna have to suss out later. You know what I'm saying? But no, you get freaking apocalypse in a suit okay that's what you get like a legit like armani suit i get i get globby freaking make make globs over here um apocalypse i got apocalypse in the jungle fighting um wolverine and they don't, literally don't even know what his powers are at the time like they they like he was just recently introduced and then they're like hey let's throw him in this one shot with wolverine and then boom they don't even know what the heck they're talking about I believe that, that was a sick one, though, by the way, you guys. Wolverine, Jungle Adventure uh, by Mike Mignola. Oof, fire, fire. I don't know if he wrote it. I think he just drew it, but I don't know. Did he? You know what? If he drew it, I want to read it because I love that man's art. I tried to get his sketchbook, his quarantine sketchbook, for like $20. They got sold out in three minutes. Yeah. People, I, I don't, I don't ask. It's awesome, yeah, dude. dude that thing. Well, I mean, you could see all this stuff on his Instagram, but it's seen it printed because uh, they had some in the shop, and I was looking through it at the shop. It's, it's pretty good. It looks really good printed, honestly, and it all went to a good cause, so that's really good too. I am, yeah, I am, I'm happy. I am happy. Um, it's awesome when, when stuff like that rolls out. But yeah, like it was, was a different apocalypse story. And from the apocalypse that I've been reading, because we just read Hawks, Pox, Docs, and then Xos, or Tenosaurs, I guess. This apocalypse isn't, wow, like he's got ulterior motives, he wants to help out mutant kind, he wants to see the two... No, it's not any of those, like, big whatever. It's him being human and, and learning to phase through it. He gets a suit, he gets undies, he goes through, he turns into this... And that, and it's like, wow, insects kill me. He grew a beard. Again, like, this is different, but I like the difference. And this may just be, like, a different breath of fresh air from the regular Hickman stuff. But I actually appreciate that part for, for sight. Or for, wow, did I just say Cyclops? I almost mistook Cyclops with Apocalypse. Yeah. That's, okay. That was weird. What the heck, what the heck is happening with you, me? You've been working all day. Oh, wait, no, you don't have a job. So, I don't, yeah, why are you, why are you? Why are you messing up? No, just joking. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't, don't. How dare you, sir? Don't, don't ask, don't, okay? How dare Well, usually we do this in the afternoon. It's kind of late tonight, you know? Did you have a good day? What'd you do today, Dom? Let's have that side. <laughs> Let's have that time of the podcast. What did you do today, bro? I reread the Apocalypse story, and then I reread X-Men number seven, because again, it is just, it's just so perfect. I've read the Apocalypse, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, like Hickman, like the one with the Crucible, where that's introduced. I read, I keep rereading that issue because I'm always reminded this is how great Apocalypse can be if written well. I and in anticipation for like rereading the Apocalypse story, and I'm overall just like there's being different. I think is great. It gives creators just like a chance to dabble out try try something a little bit different with the characters that we like give us a new spin on it and with how weird apocalypse has been just over like and with all the retcons that have happened in history and like all of these different powers being attributed to him 
it's it's a different take on the character that I can actually respect and say. They did they tried something different, and I commend uh, Zach Thompson, and um, I remember I I, rec- I commend Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler for for doing it. And that, that's something I appreciate, and that's why I liked the five issue series sort of spread along the end of the books. The, the thing that yeah, because originally they uh, each part of it came in the back of the one shots, and that's how it was spread out. And I think reading it together is way better uh, kind of thing. I, I couldn't imagine breaking that story up within five months. <laughs> that would have been kind of hard to digest. But but that being said, I thought it was really cool to... Anytime you like depower a character, especially one is as powerful as the Apocalypse, it's kind of cool to kind of see how they deal with it. Like, what's their inner monologue? How are they trying to get better, get their power back like overcome what they're dealing with you know that's those are always my favorite kind of superman stories when he doesn't use his powers you know so seeing this this was a really good one for me and and watching him like devolve evolve vol it was just evolving all over the place in this story and i I enjoyed it a lot i enjoyed it a lot although you're right when he gets all weird and shrivelly and he's like all skinny apocalypse with like skinny chicken legs it was that was a little that was a little much for me I feel you. I feel you. I I just, it's different. It's different than I am. You know, I'm eternal. Um, I'm apocalypse. Fear me. Uh, humans suck. It's sort of like it's 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 different. But you know, it's it's something that again I can appreciate. And we've already heard you know my side from this. And this actually may have something to do with it because my friend who did the role playing and and the moderating with me who played Emma Frost actually used that profile picture or like you know the last page where emma is like full in black king uniform uh for the hellfire club or whatever he used that picture as his profile picture for a good part of the game before our wedding in the i keep i keep growing back to this but anyways like we already heard my side your story i'm guessing is your favorite story is probably the magneto one if i had to take a shot at it uh no um, it is a close second to the Juggernaut one because I I really like the Juggernaut one. I like the art. I like the story. I like what he did in it. I liked even though it got kind of weird with that little ghost thing that's like always sticking with him. But he's he's a he's a magical being. He's not a mutant. He's he's not a sci-fi character. He's he's magic. So that type of shit's gonna pop up. So I wasn't really it didn't bug me too much. So bottom line for me this is all right. So here's my order. Here's my order. If you want me to break it down, okay, it's gonna go. It's going to go Juggernaut, Magneto, Emma Frost, um, Mystique, uh, what's, what was it, Apocalypse, and then Mojo. Mojo. The yeah. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, okay. I definitely, I def the Juggernaut one was just all kinds of fun. He's one of my favorite characters, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um... I think if I had to go with it, Emma Frost for sure, number one. Mystique, two. Mags, Magneto, three. Juggernaut, four. Apocalypse, five. Mojo, six. I think that would probably be the way that I'd rank it. Because I, yeah, I, I just, I gained a real, it's, 
the real attraction for this Emma story again. I really don't want to continue fangirling over it um, because I will probably change my opinion on the character completely if I do. Um, and then Mystique, I, I love the story. It was fun. I love Mystique. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, this was a fun. This was a fun. King, I almost said King in Black. Look at that. <laughs> so many. You, you know what? I've been so tongue tied. Too much. Too much Marvel but information. In Black your is head good right now. All right, you need to like a. You got to do a flush here in a couple days. Just flush it all out. Read a DC book or something. <laughs> Read it. Go read a DC book. Go read Booster Gold. Um, go go read something else. Um, no, for real. We we recommend the series to you guys. We recommend the X Men Black mini series. You guys will love it. You guys will enjoy it. Go have fun. Go read it. Go 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 be. Go to your local comic store. Go pick up a copy. Go support them. Go support your local business. Go go buy this yes. book. It is fun. We hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about it. But I enjoyed I enjoyed personally Dylan, talking about it. Thank you again. And listening Sorry. to you just go on and on about how much you appreciated the Emma Frost story. <laughs> I was going to rub that in there, and we have it recorded for all posterity. Did I say that right? Posterity. That doesn't sound right. Posterity. posterity, yeah, posterity. posterity. I'm, I'm reading my thing because it says podcasting. Because <laughs> no, because you've been thinking about Emma Frost too yeah, much. That's right. So you, so you put the R before the O. So that's just that's just how fair. it works. That's fair. These, that's what happens. But, but anyways, Dylan, thank you again so much uh, for for joining the discussion as always for being my uh, loyal co-host and helping me get this this pod. Um, so thank you again, guys. You can follow him at Mr. Dylan Gray on all platforms. That includes Instagram, Twitter, Live It. Uh, go find his stuff. He's awesome. And he's got some stuff cooking up too. And, and, and yeah, he'll, he'll definitely let you know about that on the page. You can follow us at Domovex Studio uh, at Instagram, Twitter, wherever you may be. I, always, I, I try to post, and I will get better at it, guys. Um, yes. Just got to get in the groove. Uh, but... Um, for the uh, for the last one, uh, go ahead, guys. Thank you, thank you to Tyler. Thank you to the Greggy Gathering for producing, hosting, and doing all this amazing podcast stuff. Like we said in the previous two, go go check them out. The GreggyGathering.com guys, they've literally got the whole house. They on on whatever maybe I I and yeah, they they have everything. Nerd, whatever it may be, guys. Like, go, go check them check out. Go check them awesome. out. Yeah, do it. I, do it now. Hold on, hold on, wait. <clears throat> do it do it there we go nailed it you got you got the, you got the do it's in but anyways guys you be you stay safe get the vaccine out get 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 all that be you and yeah we'll see you on the dom of x the next time bye